comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. I think we can help you there. Hello, girl. We're the Jamarcus Brothers. I'm Darnell Jamarcus. And I'm Marcus Jamarcus. <laughs> I was named in a big old hurry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Episode 309. The well, it happened again. Another birthday slipped under the radar. This is Brad. And this is Frank from a half hour wasted podcast. Whose birthday did we almost miss, Brad? Bills. Last time we missed your birthday because you were so rude and didn't remind us of it. And then Bill did the same thing. He didn't remind us of his birthday this year. You guys don't have to worry about mine. I'm going to remind you like for a month beforehand. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. Yeah, so we can do the birthday thing on the show. Okay. But we wanted to take some time to celebrate this day as we're recording February the... Uh, what is it, 17th? This is actually 17th. Bill's birthday today. Yes. Brad actually woke me up. I was away in sleepy land, and he called me and said, hey, we got to do this. So I thought you sounded groggy. Yeah. <clears throat> Haven't had my coffee yet. Anyway, we continue. What can one say about one William J. McGonnell? What, that he hasn't already said about that himself? He, exactly, that he hasn't <laughs> already said. You know, if I was going to be trapped on a deserted island with anybody, I would want Bill to be there, whether it was just him or I would want him on the island with me because I wouldn't ever have to want for entertainment. It would always be there in the form of Bill. And if I had to torture someone with delicate eardrums, I would make sure Bill was hooked up with that person. You know what would have been awesome is if on Lost in that room 23 when they would strap people to that chair and put those goggles on <laughs> and make them watch that message from Jacob, if... Bill had narrated that message from Jacob. That would have been, although I don't know if that would have been torture or bliss. I'm not sure. Yeah, I guess it depends on, on what side of defense you are. But Bill, we do love you. You are awesome. And uh, we are so happy you are part of the HHW crew. The greatest thing we ever did was promote you to full time. I know. Even though sometimes we nod our heads and go, Ugh, it was a good thing, Brad. It was. It was the best thing we could have done. And I... Bill, I think I speak for both of us when I say we have been and always shall be your friend. Amen. In celebration of your birthday, Bill, we thought we would talk a little bit about some things near and dear to your heart. Yeah, we know you're big fans of Dune by Frank Herbert and Star Trek, the original series. So, Brad, what do we decide to do? I thought we'd, we would each talk a little bit about those beloved franchises. Yeah. So you're okay. you're going to take Star Trek? Yeah, I'll take Star Trek. All right, I'll take Dune. Okay. Here we go. Dune is a science fiction franchise that Gene originated with the 1965 novel Dune by Frank Herbert. Considered by many to be the greatest science fiction novel of all time, series Dune is frequently cited as the best-selling science fiction novel to be in history. Set on Dune won the 1966 Hugo Award and the inaugural Nebula Award for Best Novel, and was later adapted into a 1984 film as well as a 2000 television miniseries. Herbert wrote five sequels, and the first two were presented as a Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. 
Is this a five-minute argument or the full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Tonight's episode, the February BS Show. So I said, ah, screw it. I just didn't, I honestly just didn't care. And so I will make it up to you at the end of this episode, Bill. Okay? Um, that's a mystery. Well, I'm going to... I'm on record as hating mysteries. I mean, okay. I, I don't hate mysteries. What, I enjoy What did we reading. talk about doing, starting to do last episode at the end of each episode? You mean and what did I promise to do? The thirty-minute format with commercial breaks. No, no, no that was no, like no, a year no. and a half. What did ago, I promise to do at the end of last episode? I remember. I remember. Um, yes, it was to end with a band or music that each of oh. us liked, and we got to give it a little plug. So obviously, neither one of you listened to last week's episode after I edited it. Yeah, that was the. Um, let's see, that was three oh eight. Yes, and I promised. In that show, to You're end end with that to end with that the Dave Grohl red, red green gold, gold red gold oh, green yeah. song yeah well I was listening to it on my iPod oh no after I downloaded it and was driving somewhere to see my kids maybe and I noticed when as Frank was wrapping up there's no end music playing A distinct lack <laughs> of what's music. going on and remember Frank was all going and three two one he kept starting over and three two one <laughs> three two one and then it he says on oh, ever wasted by and then silence. I completely forgot to put the oh, end music no. in. There was hey. absolutely no music whatsoever oh, at the no. end of last week's episode. That so I apologize. So the end of episode 309, I promise you, I will end with Bill's choice of Red, huh. Green, Gold. What's the name of that track? Do you remember? It's called Million Fans. Million Fans. And I'm That's actually right. looking at it right this second. So I promise you, I will put that in. I can hit the play button right now. It's, uh, it's also in the uh, Dropbox. It was a free download uh, recording, R-I-A-A. Yeah, it's a free download, so I didn't steal it. Welcome to episode 309. I could Ooh. have, but I didn't. 309, uh, are we co-opting uh, some Legion of Dudes? I think so. Hmm. We, we, don't, we don't have a format this week, so we're just going to kind of kind of BS for a while. Okay. We are expecting a phone call from Mr. M for episode 310. Yeah, that's probably going to take like a week to happen, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> right. 310. So. 310, we're finally going to get around to doing our prediction recap for 2012. Finally. Goodness. What took us so long? Yeah, well, I mean, we're, we're practically... Johnny uh, M's schedule. Yeah. He works and he has family. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so we're also going to uh, recap the uh, Super Bowl and uh, make our predictions for next season's uh, fantasy football uh, top tens. Okay. That's what I hear. No, no, That's no, what Brad, no, Brad texted me in, no, no. in confidence and said that no. we could do that this week. No fantasy. I want to talk fantasy dragons. Screw fantasy football. Fantasy dragons. Okay. okay. Last week. I could get Zoe in here. She's reading a book with dragons in it right now. <laughs> Last weekend pretty good. was the Dallas Sci-Fi Con. Yes. Yeah. And I dropped the ball this time and, and was unable to get... Press passes uh, for you guys, which which resulted in uh, Bill and I not going. Yes, I, however, went. Because, Did you? Because of something that happened the previous well, a couple of weeks ago. Okay, I lost my job. 
I was laid off again, the fourth time I've been laid off from a job. <sighs> and my mother, God bless her, she saw something in the paper. It was an article uh, for the con yeah. happening that weekend, and there was two Walking Dead celebrities that were going to be there. And yes. she goes, would you like me to treat you to something, bud? You and said, I yes. said, sure, I'll go. So, so I, I, I like fun. I ended up going... Drink, Sunday. Just drink a lot of beer first. No. I mean, a lot. I ended up going Sunday. Okay. I was working my part-time job Saturday. Thank goodness for the part-time job. Yes. So I have a story to tell about the con. Now, did you attend with our listener, Brian Nixon? Brian Nixon comes in once a month because yeah. he's a working man. He's a traveling yeah. man. He's a traveling I, working man. He's I, a rambling guy. And, and so far, I've stiffed rambling. him every single chance. So, Brian. You know what? I'd love you as far as I know. That reminds me. I know. What? We're going to take a detour since okay. we brought Brian up, and I'll tell you this story later. Um, I have to pull up Sage's email. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Sage got an email. So, Turge, Turge at halfhourwasted.com. Turge at halfhourwasted.com. Don't be afraid to email it. Turge, this is from Brian Nixon. Why does your daddy hate me? <laughs> I've met his awesome friends, Brad and Frank, multiple times. Yeah. But your dad keeps finding silly excuses to not come with them. I can't believe your dad would normally give up any chance to talk, as he seems to love the sound of his own voice more than Joel Schumacher loves hard latex rubber nipples. Well. <laughs> so why, Turge? Why, why does your daddy hate me? Wow. Turge's response was, I don't know, dude, you tell me. <laughs> That was terse. So, Turge is, you know. It's actually, it's borderline rude. Would you, like there, to the, re- would you like to address this or just let it slide? Um, We can let it slide. We can keep the mystery going. Well, I'm not I've, here to put you on the spot. No, I I, I've, had, like, I've had, very unfortunately, I've had, well, I, actually, I've had distinct circumstances each time. Brad, if you could play the Hulk music while while Bill tells us all of those those valid excuses. I actually wasn't going to go into it. Valid excuses. You can make them up. Make them funny. Make them your own. Um, I fell on top of a lamp. My foot got stuck in a commode. Yeah. My oh, wallet was swallowed it. by the cat. Brian, I have it on good authority that he does in fact not hate you. Uh, yes, he's just had trouble. Let's please go uh, with that. Getting it in gear on Saturdays. I no, actually, not getting it in gear, but he, uh, well, he actually has have. Uh, there was a. I actually have it on good authority that he kind of likes likes you. There was yeah. a. He's yeah. embarrassed to be in the same room with you. <laughs> there was a. Um, there was professor scheduling uh, irregularities, and I was. Uh, I was on kid duty, and she <laughs> he didn't had get kid home duty all over him. It was messy. I know, it was horrible. And I thought they were both past that. I know, to be quite honest. No, Bill, we know you're you're a family man, that, and that's and that's hard. Uh, you know. Well, and what kids. stinks is that I really truly uh, thought that it was going to. Uh, um, I really thought I was going to get there uh, as late as as like Friday midnight. And I didn't realize that I wasn't going to. Um, you don't have a cable for me, uh, like an audio cable kind of thingy, like a patch. Yeah, because I could probably explain this better using the power of audio. Of audio. Okay. 
All right. It is as follows. No, I didn't. Honest. I ran out of gas. I had a flat tire. I, I didn't have enough money for cab fare. My touch didn't come back from the cleaners. An old friend came in from out of town. Someone stole my car. There was an earthquake. A terrible flood. Locust. It wasn't my fault, I swear to God. So I hope that uh, goes at least part of the way towards explaining that, what Those happened. are all valid excuses. Yes. They are. I, I appreciate that. And um, you know what? If you don't like that excuse, then you're spitting on John Belushi's grave. So I on hope you're giant, happy with yourself, giant people. grave. Yeah. On his, Long live John on Belushi. His oversized and rum-soaked grave. So I met Brian. Actually picked Brian up at his hotel because uh, it was on the way to okay. the Irving Convention Center. Love and that. We, we went there. It was very pleasant day. Mm-hmm. Um, not too crowded. Um, the smells were there, you know, but not in... in in uh, such concentration as we've experienced before. At the con? At the con. You mean like cheap, cheap hamburgers and stuff? No. Oh, you're talking about... Uh, Attendee. You're talking about uh, costumes that have been worn for three days yes. now without a washing. Yeah. Attendee aroma. Without and, and, a, uh, a. and folds. And possibly the attendees have, uh, have attended for three days without yeah. a washing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there was a handful of celebrities there. Washboards can be really uncomfortable. Um. You know, you end up bruising yourself if you don't have a lot of fat on you. You're not supposed to wash yourself on because the washboard just it rams into your ribs. You and don't stuff. wash yourself on a washboard. I've for been, clothing only. You want to hear my story? I've been adding padding to myself for just such <laughs> of an eventuality. Of course, he does My story is as this: so we go up to the fourth floor where all the autograph, uh, celebrity autograph thing is going on. Yes, and lo and behold, there is Brian Nixon's. Uh, favorite celebrity, Leah Thompson from oh, Back to the Future. Okay. And this man... I thought you were going to say Kit. No. This guy, he's like eight feet tall, first off, Brian Nixon. <laughs> he's a tall guy. Yeah. He's like a mountain of a man. Okay? He's okay. not fat. He's just a big, yeah. manly man. He's a, he's barrel-chested. He's, and you know... So he should be like on the wrapper around brawny towels, is what you're saying. He turned into a teenage boy. Did he have a flannel shirt on and an axe yes. with he him? Yes, he turned into a teenage boy when he saw her, and he was just like, there's, there she is. It's Leah Thompson. Wow. <laughs> there she is. He was, was just... Is this a Back to the Future thing? Yeah. Okay. No, it's Leah Thompson thing. It's, okay. it's a it's a crush. It's a high school crush, I guess. Okay. Yeah, it's it was like, there's Leah Thompson. It's, She's standing okay. right there. I said, go say hi to her. I don't have any money for an autograph. You don't need any money for an autograph. Yeah. You don't need to buy a, a picture. You just go up to her, and you introduce yourself, and you say hi. I said, be a man, and go do it. Nice. And he's Did like, it work? It did. He went up to her. Fantastic. He it, talked to her. I was so proud of him. Go, 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 Brian. Go, so then go, go. He was like, I'm so glad you made me do that. Yeah. So we walked Oh, he would have taken that to his grave if yeah. he had passed that opportunity up. Oh, but listen to this. <laughs> oh, there's more. So we go in the uh, the big uh, big room, the big uh, Q and A room. Yeah, you know that's on the fourth floor. Okay, and there's off, on the far wall is celebrity after celebrity after celebrity after celebrity waiting. Okay, t- for you to come up and for the firing say squad. hello to them and buy an autograph from them. Okay, we had. Uh, Andrea and Michonne from The Walking Dead. 
Oh, cool. They were there. We had Edward J. James Almos from oh, Battlestar yeah. Galactica. Oh, yeah. Dr. Baltar from Battlestar Galactica really? was there. Buck Rogers and Aaron Gray were both <gasps> there. Jill Gerard. No! William Sanderson was there. He's a character actor. <sighs> I'm going to cry. Um, who else was there? And Dude, Gil Gerard and Aaron Gray. Yeah. I missed them. Yeah. I and hate Aaron, myself. I was standing there. Even more than um, I already do. Uh, with Brian and Aaron Gray gets up from her table and yeah. walks up past us. And I, I was squeeing. I yeah. was going, ee! I was pointing. I was like, I had a bad picture, baby. Is there Ooh. any chance she was wearing the flight suit? No. But she was just, it and was cool to see dumb these. helmet. You know, these celebrities feel comfortable enough. They could just walk and go get, you know, past fans and right. say hi and whatnot. Right. So then the people parted out of my way. And all of a sudden it was like the lights went dim. Oh, yes. And the angels started singing. Yeah. And there was one light uh-huh. shining down on top of Trisha Helfer. Oh, my. No, I do not know who that is. Number Dude. six. Oh, right. Uh, cool. I immediately turned into a teenage boy. <laughs> and I sat there for 10 minutes trying to convince myself to do exactly what I had told Brian Nixon to do. Son of a gun. Not, not 15 minutes before. So you needed some reciprocation then. Well, he was, he was, giving, it to, he was giving it to me. Oh, okay. He was giving it to me. Okay. And I You're said, hook, Brian. I just can't. I, I said, I'll hate myself if I don't. And I literally sat there for 10 minutes, building up the nerve. Don't you hate that? Building up the nerve, building up the nerve. It's like being at the 10th grade dance all oh, yeah. over again, isn't it? And I said, I grabbed Brian's shirt, yeah. and I started walking toward the door. I said, I can't do it. Let's go. Was it boys on one side and girls on the other? No. We walked out and started to head towards the elevator, and I said, wait a second. I'm going <laughs> to hate myself if I don't do this. I said, Brian. I'm doing it. So I did a 180. I yeah. walked back in there. I walked right up. Uh, they had these um, these cordoned off lines yes. you know, for you to stand you in. You the little red velvet ropes yeah, and all that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I walked. There was nobody at her table. That's supposed to red velvet She cake. had her cell phone really? out. Yeah, Which is delicious. nobody at her table. She had her cell phone out. She was tweeting or texting or something. How? What? She had the volunteer next to her. Clearly, people were just intimidated by her. How much? Oh. Is this like the hottest girl at school where... Nobody oh, talks forgot, to her because people are scared. I forgot yeah. about... No, I can't tell you that just in case oh. somebody l- listens to this for some strange reason. I'll tell you off the air. I did something very cool uh, before that, and then I saw her. So I'll tell you about that. Okay. It has to do with um, a movie trilogy. Okay. So remind me to tell you about that later. Okay. Now, that's, how, so, how much were her pictures or how much were autographs? I think her? most of the pictures were like 40 bucks for an okay. autograph and a picture. Okay. Yeah. Um, because I got one from somebody else, and that's what I'll tell you about later off okay. the air. I don't want to spoil a surprise for someone. Okie dokie. Okay, so I was walking towards her, and you know that white noise that... Yeah. I could just hear the white noise. Yeah. It was just getting louder and yeah. louder in my head, and then I started to hear this... and realized my heart was going thump, 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 thump. By the time I got up there, this is, I am not exaggerating for comedic effect. There's enough comedy in this story (laughs) without me needing to add any. I get up there and she's just tweeting or texting or something. And I'm standing there looking around Mm -hmm. and 
she finally looks up at me and with these big, beautiful blue eyes and this amazing smile. And I think I wet myself. That's an exaggeration, but I might as well have. Just may have peed a little bit. Yeah. And so I started saying. I do that. but I started talking, and I'm not really sure what I said, but I looked down at my hands. Guys, look at my hands. Yeah. Both (laughs) of my hands were doing this. Wow. I am not exaggerating. This woman. His hands are shaking, by the way, audience. It's not This woman has to be. The most beautiful woman I've ever been in, in the presence of. Literally, wow. I'm I'm not exaggerating. I was, I w- I've had I was I've never I've met famous people. You yeah. know, being in video production, you get to meet yeah. semi-famous people and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I've never been, never, never been starstruck. Yeah. Like I was when I met wow. Trisha Helfer. And we've met Ditka. Yeah, and I've met Ross Perot. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I've met Lisa Loeb on several occasions. That's fantastic, and have kept it together. I there's didn't I was the farthest <laughs> thing from kept together, Frank. Yeah. I'm telling you, my heart was just doing this, and I literally she was the most gorgeous creature I've ever seen, and she wasn't blonde like in okay. She had like natural hair color, it okay. was like a light brown. Yeah, she wasn't platinum blonde like in okay, and much better looking that way. But um, anyway, but you like the the the, the blonde or the no much better in person the way okay. she, she not not the platinum blonde. Gotcha down. I, I have never the ever had a white, never had a problem with the blonde. Well, I mean, but I don't I, either. I'm, but I consider myself a brunette guy. Her natural, she was closer to a blue a brunette in yeah. real life. Yeah. Um, than than uh, as compared as portrayed right. on Battlestar. So anyway, I start talking. I think I remember saying things like, you're the only reason I continued to watch Battlestar Galactica because the show didn't work for me, but watching you did. And I couldn't... That's creepy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Believe the me. the creep button. I know. Thank you. And the volunteer that was... You know, each celebrity has a volunteer that... Okay. He was... He was eyeballing me. Oh, yeah. He was like De Niro and Meet the Parents, you know? Oh, no. He was doing the finger thing. Yeah. He might as well have been. And I, <laughs> it was so hard for me to look at her. I would look at her, and then I would turn, and I would look off in the distance, still talking to her. Right. But I could not look at her in the face. And finally, <laughs> I said, I'm sorry. I'm just, I can't, I said, I can't believe my hands are shaking like that. She reaches out. Touches my elbow and says, "It's okay, just relax." <laughs> oh, sweetie! Yeah, she did. She did. <laughs> that is so awesome. She did. I'm rubbing my elbow. Oh, she goes, "It's okay. Don't worry about it. It's it's fine." <laughs> and I said, "You're probably the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen on the planet." Yeah. And she said, "Well, thank you." And I and said, said, "I don't know how to say that without sounding like a well, creep." But um, I didn't even finish. There it is. I, I said half of that sentence looking at her, yeah. and I finished it by turning my head 90 degrees <laughs> and looking at the far wall. And I didn't turn my head back again and look at her. I said, I'm looking 90 degrees away from her. I said, right. you know what? I'm going to go now. It was a pleasure to meet you. And I turned around and left. And I <laughs> felt like, parents, earmuffs. I felt like an ass. Oh, my. I made a complete ass of myself. But she was very kind, okay. very gracious. And if I ever get the chance to say hello to her again, 
well, you've you've broken the ice now. I have. You've no, laid yeah, some, you're in. You've laid some groundwork. You're yeah. in. That's incredibly important. If, she, if I'm ever at another con when she's there, yeah, you know, I'm hey. going to be completely different. You're going to go, hey, <laughs> remember me? I, I Skittles playground sandboxed yeah. with the with the the tuba and the bass yeah. i'm i'm guitar. looking i'm looking at some photos uh, of her at conventions and stuff like that yeah her kind of dressed down and stuff oh yeah she looks great look like at this i see a picture of her in like a leather jacket and just a t-shirt sitting uh like signing autographs it's really pretty look and at, look and at this picture that i have what i think is the yeah. uh the, the most impressive thing uh, oops is that um I'm sure most people know this, so I'm not giving away any state secrets, but um, she is from America's Hat. Is she Canadian? She was a, yeah, farm, she's she Canadian, was a yeah. farm girl. She grew up as a farm girl. I was uh, Alberta. Don, yeah. Donald Ole, I was, yeah. Alberta. I was, I was watching her outside the bedroom window at her parents' house once, and um, <laughs> I, was you know, I was reading, so reading some stuff about her while I was proud and ashamed of myself at the same time. Did, That's it, an interesting dichotomy. It she was, it's a juxtaposition of the highest order. I think she might be. Cause she had a ring on her left finger. I okay. know some some women will. You know, I didn't. I wasn't going to ask that. Yeah. Are you married? I'm. I'm just more curious. Do you about, want a boyfriend? You know, but <laughs> oh, that would be so she awesome. Was she, the, if she just would have said, "Let's get out of here. Let's let's go get some pizza." <laughs> there was. Uh, it's rare. It has been rare that a woman can smile at me and melt my heart. But it's never happened with a total stranger. Okay. When she smiled at me and, and said it's okay, I just yeah. I lost it. I was just like, she so didn't like fall to fall to your knees and tell her no. that you were that's hopelessly I, in love no. and all that. Anyway, that was that was my uh, embarrassing and triumphant story at the same time. Wow. You know, I'm looking at her. Uh, that is I'm a looking- story of love and redemption. <laughs> I'm I'm looking at her uh, resume here, and she really hasn't done a lot and no, nothing she, big she did a warehouse War. 13 episode after battlestar galactica was over and i, I know she she's done human target she, she's done some genre type yeah. stuff she was a voice for a green lantern uh the green lantern movie really you know what? oh the, the movie, movie okay it does not take away her beauty yeah. you mean the animated series yeah. no the uh the first flight oh movie. okay okay she was in. She's done some a lot what? of video game stuff. You know that surprises me because, in all honesty, she's a pretty good actress. She does the sultry really well, mm. and I'm just surprised she hasn't done any type of like I don't know detective yeah. movies or anything. Well, like again, that. not well, giving away state secrets, but I think one of the things that worked so well for Battlestar uh, was that the actors were all highly competent. I mean, yeah. they they gave tremendous acting performances. It was there was there were good scripts, and there were no wooden you know there were no oh, wooden I just actors. When I walked up. Yeah, she was tweeting or whatever, texting, and I. She looked up and says hi, and I said, "I'm sorry, I didn't want to interrupt her tweeting." And she goes, "Oh, I'm just tweeting about Blood and Chrome," which apparently nice. is the son of a gun man. Is I think the, uh, we may have missed the prequel. first episode. You did. It, it was it they aired were, the other night. They were webisodes, right? And have I they just know. have they just packaged these webisodes I up? I have no idea. Okay, uh, because I just I would think that if they had launched an ongoing series, it would have there would have been more fanfare about it. Um, I know that, that they did produce these, um, again, as webisodes, and then, um, uh, yeah. Let's see. I and just then, saw they, a then they had the TV thing. Uh, Blood and Chrome began as a 10-episode online series in conjunction with Mac, Macamia.com, also televised 
as a movie February 10th, 2013 on Sci-Fi. Yeah. So it was just was it just I one think, movie? I think she was she had a little part in it, I think. Yeah, so anyway. So that that's was awesome. my that was my adventure. And I promise you next time I get a chance to meet her, I'm turning on the charm. Nice. <laughs> I will not be nervous because like you said, I broke the ice. So was hey, it just was it just her voice in that? I don't know. She was uh, in Two and a Half Men, too. She was on three episodes. That's right. Oh, dear. Yeah. Well, that That's explains right. why I never saw her on CBS. She was on the episode uh, when they had the funeral for uh, Charlie Sheen's character. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think all the girls, like most of the girls that were on that show, apparently showed up as uh-huh. cameos in the funeral scene. That was actually yeah. uh, a pretty... I wanted to see how that played out, so I watched that episode, and it was it was pretty funny seeing all those girls and just how they were bad-mouthing them. Yeah. And the production company had had such bad a bad deal with him that they yeah. were really kind of throwing that character under the bus. Oh <laughs> no! Um, we're almost. I think it's something that he truly deserved, though. We're uh, about fifteen minutes away from our. I've got um, from our scheduled. Call. I've, got, I've got some fairly uh, generic news and notes that um, that Hit we us. could we could roll through if you like. We Do have, it. We can um, do five, ten more minutes, and then we okay, wrap cool. up. Okay, cool. Um, thank you, Brian Nixon, for making me, uh, supporting me, and uh, going back there. Yes, thank you, thank you, Brian. And uh, one of these days, um, uh, unless I'm bluffing, uh, I will uh, look forward to meeting you in person. Um, okay, are you ready, mm-hmm. person? Dateline, Philadelphia. Wait so a um, I got a. Uh, hmm? I have a. Um, where to go? Oh, come on. I had a thing for this. Son of a gun. Here it is. Ready? You ready, Bill? Yes. Dateline, Philadelphia. So, uh, you guys you guys do a lot of texting? Oh, yeah. I do a lot of texting. You text occasionally? Yeah. I do, too. You know, Frank texts when he drives. I'm very bad at it. I'm not good at all. Well, I think that people who text while driving are clearly superior human beings because you can. I mean, so what if texting is 40% more likely to cause a crash than than driving drunk? I mean, who cares about that? I would if, put it up if at you have 80. The guts, <laughs> if you have the guts to text and drive, then I salute you. For those about to die, I salute you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, my only request is don't take anybody else with you. You got that's, it. What that is is that's – and this is not necessarily specific to you, Frank – because I kind of like you a little bit, and Thank I want you. you to stick around. Um, so I hope that your airbags deploy. For everybody else, I would consider this uh, Darwin at work. Um, this is just Darwin doing his thing. You know, you're kind of strengthening the gene pool, if you know, if you know what I mean. That's right. kind of a euphemism. Weeding out the for, dummies. Yeah, for killing all the stupid people. Yeah. Um, but it's not only when you're driving that it's fun to text. I mean, some people text when they're at work and should be getting through, you know, should be getting that TPS report done. Um, some people text uh, uh, through dinner in, in lieu of um, uh, having conversations with their loved ones or their families. Um, some people uh, um, now are texting in their sleep. I don't believe that at all. Yes, Brad. This is called sleep texting. And, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. What? I'm not. That's the best they could do with sleep texting? Well, come on. <clears throat> all right, wait. Li- right now, come up with okay. a good name besides sleep texting. 
Um, Slexting. Ooh, All that's three of us. close. That's close. Not to be confused yeah. with something else. Make sure you pronounce we'll the L. Yeah. Make sure you pronounce the L. Slexting. Teeping? No, it doesn't really work. Uh, we'll have to come up with a, a brand new word, much like slexting. Shakespeare. Oh, it's slexting. We will create a new word, slexting. You've just got to be extremely careful to enunciate that L in there. Scrumtrilescent. Ooh, see, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Shakespeare would be proud of that word. Scrumtrilescent. Mm. That, word, that word makes me feel good. It just makes me feel good. Anyway, so Elizabeth Dowdell, who is a nursing professor at Villanova University. So this is real. This isn't just something you get off the Internet. This is real. She says, and I quote, it's just what you think it is. It's texting while asleep. Um, Dowdell continues, the phone will beep. They'll answer the text. They'll either respond in words or gibberish. It can even be inappropriate. Ex-girlfriends contacting ex-boyfriends saying, I miss you. I want to see you. The thing that happens, though, is when they wake up, there's no memory. She goes on to say that teens should get 8, 9, or 10 hours of sleep per night and uh, says, quote, overplugged and overextended teens and young adults tend to get less than that. So this interrupts what could be a good night's sleep because they're on an hour and a half or two hours into their sleep cycle, and they're answering texts where the machines are beeping at them. Now, she says the sleep interruption can lead to obesity, which is no good. Depression, falling grades, and more. So basically, your parents are going to think you're on drugs if you're doing this. Uh, because all of a sudden, you're starting to fatten up. You're starting to get really skinny. And all of a sudden, you got like like dark circles under your eyes uh, like I do most of the time. Um, you know, it can lead to depression and all sorts of good stuff. She says the answer is a technology-free bedroom. Or at the very least, putting the phone on the other side of the room and turning off the ringer. There you go. Yeah. So it's a simple answer. To a, a simple, it, it's it's a software answer to a hardware problem. I've uh, or is it a hardware answer to a software problem? I've Always never mixed I've up. never texted in my sleep, but I as have, far as you know, I have because uh, you have may be deleting them out of your history <laughs> because you're cagey. Uh, I have made a sandwich in my sleep. Apparently, really, mm, the stuff was out the next day. Okay, <laughs> the condiments and the uh, and the butter knife okay. and everything. I, I can't tell you how many times I've woken up with uh, cat carcasses all over the bed. I'm slexting. <laughs> Yay. That's, that's still hard to believe. Would you guys like to hear about a book of poetry mm. about the Legion of Superheroes? Sure. I don't really have much to say about it. There's a uh, new book. Okay, um, Bill, you have to screen. You need to kind of screen your stories before you just kind of like, hey, you guys want to hear about... Okay. White rice? Some cat named Raymond McDaniel, who I've never heard of before, has a new book out called Special Powers and Abilities, which takes up the mythology of superheroes in a series of poems based on the Legion of Superheroes comics. And so these are divided into gold and silver and bronze age, bronze age sections. Um, and these poems, which are, according to the story, by turns affectionate and furious animate the loves and inner lives of the perpetual super teams who make up my beloved Legion. So, can you give us an example? Uh, yes, I can. Um, there are, I don't, there are no full, um, uh, there are no full poems, as far as I know. Maybe these are. Um, but okay, here's one. Um, I thought I could save you from death, even though you were dead before I was born. I found you. Even though you are never lost. 
Next. Um, okay. But here's science fiction Liberia, whose lone hero is one angry black man whose superpower is to raise his voice. That's Tyrock, by the way. Okay. The first one was Brainiac 5. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, um, next news story. All right. One last news story. Move one on. last news story? And then we've got to wrap it up. Okay. No sweat. I got one more. Well, okay. Do you guys want. Dateline. What Occam really said. Who's Occam? Occam's Razor. You've heard of Occam's Razor. Yeah. Which is colloquially, colloquially referred to as the simplest answer is usually the right one. Like, is the light on now? Yes. No, if there's a mystery and, no. you know, someone, it looks like it was suicide, but you try to find all these other oh, okay. reasonings yeah. behind it, but he just killed himself. Or, okay. Or my car stopped running. Is it out of gas? That kind of thing. Yeah. You know, uh, the lights aren't on. Is the light switch off? That kind of thing. Instead you of know? going to the light switch to open it, you go to the yeah. fuse box. You start to call the right. electric okay. company. Yes. Clearly, okay, sunspots have interfered the with now. the... Okay. So, um, so uh, uh, it turns out that this is incredibly wrong. Um, he was a Franciscan monk, uh, William of Ockham. See, I didn't realize it wasn't... I figured that Ockham was the, the dude's name. But he was, in fact, William of Ockham. Um, so what are you going to do? Uh, he lived uh, between 1287 and 1347, by the way, and is uh, one of the more prominent figures uh, in the history of philosophy during the High Middle Ages. See, I didn't know there were any High Middle Ages. I thought that pretty much that entire period was the Dark Ages. I didn't realize there were Middle Ages, so I don't know. I have no idea what the Early Ages or the Late Ages were or the two Cold Ages I need and to the come two up hot with a ages, as opposed to like the just right sound. ages. <laughs> well, I gave you that uh, that sound bite with uh, Apollo going, "No, stop! I say, stop!" <laughs> so you could use that, or you could just pull what I just did for you I'm and play it back this. at me. Um, so, uh, uh, so then the, his words were twisted. Um, twisted, not really the right word, but. Um, but Wikipedia, and we all know that Wikipedia is always right. Okay. It defined Occam's Razor Don't say as that because Wikipedia is as right as anyone else's blog or, yeah. or someone's opinion. Okay. You have to defend Wikipedia. Right. Um, so Wikipedia says that uh, Occam's Razor is actually, quote, among... Thank you. Oh. You got hang candy. Out for, hang out for a second, brother. So uh, Wikipedia says that Occam's razor is actually as follows. Among competing hypotheses, the one that makes the fewest assumptions should be selected, which makes plenty of sense. You can absolutely see how that gets turned into the easiest uh, explanation is usually the right one. Um, uh, But it turns out that that's not actually what he wrote. What he wrote is nothing close to this. And I've used Occam's razor in anecdotal form a billion times in my life, which you would think is not really possible given how long it would take to get those words out a billion right. times. But I talk a lot. So it is, you know, let's just let's just go with yeah. my numbers here. Um, I'm rounding up a little bit. Uh, so what he actually said here was nothing ought to be posited without a reason given 
unless it is self-evident or known by experience or proved by the authority of sacred scripture. So basically, uh, he's saying that, uh, you know, he's calling for empiricism there. Uh, he's calling for, well, kind of. He's, this seems to be somewhat contradictory to me because he's basically saying, unless something is self-evident or known by experience, meaning that you know for a fact because you've experienced it before, um, nothing should be posted. You know, nothing should be, should be not guessed at, but nothing should be said as in, you know, I know this to be true unless it's just self-evident like the sky is blue or known by experience. Like, I know that if I ram my head into the wall, I will have a headache, you know. Um, and then he blows it all out of the water by saying, or proved by the authority of sacred scripture. So um, so all those people who are saying, aha, well, no, he leaves himself a massive out. So anyway, uh, I could go on and on about this. But you know what I'd like to uh, talk about for just a minute? The boilerplate. Somebody here, somebody in this room, not you, Frank, not mm-hmm. you, Brad, not myself. I did this uh, 38 years ago. Started taking piano lessons this week. No way. Yes. Did you really? Congratulations, buddy. That's awesome, Sage. Say something. This is a this is an oral medium. That's awesome. Why? Uh, what made you want to start learning how to play the piano? Wednesday. 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 Yeah. Wednesday always makes me want to start yeah. learning how to do things. That's cool, man. That's awesome. So, um, have, have you learned how to play a song yet? Great. Really? Okay. That's awesome. So his, his first lesson, uh, they learned a lot about uh, hand posture, uh, body posture, because there's a posture that a hand needs to be sure. at to properly play. That's not helping. You're not taking this in a very serious manner, sir. That's very cool. I took piano lessons when I was a kid, and I, I wish I had stuck with it. I was six when I started taking piano lessons, just like him, and I played until I was ten, and then I gave it up for a year, and then I played the saxophone until I graduated high school. Cool. And then I dabbled on the bass. Hey, I hear the, yes. I hear the timer going off. So Sage, oh, the timer's going off. Sage, you can either talk about uh, how, how cool piano is, uh, or you can split. Bill, timer's going off. Give him some love. Yes, I, I'm going to go uh, take the top off the... Uh, the the wonderful lasagna which okay. uh, is imminent and so, remind people what the song is they're about to hear red green gold oh yeah it's called uh, million fans by red green gold this is uh, uh, a quasi hip hop act which also does uh, uh, reggae influence type stuff up in Washington D.C. they're a three piece and some guy named Dave Grohl is uh, is drumming for them on this album and this song this song is the uh, the advanced single, if you will, off uh, an EP of theirs, which was actually released on February 12th. So it is available right now if you're dying for it. Cool. So here's that, and I'll read the uh, boilerplate real fast. You've been listening to A Half Hour Wasted, proud member of the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Visit the show's website at halfhourwasted.com, and don't forget to visit the message board at Forum for Geeks. Send your questions and comments to halfhourwasted at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail at 972-798-3830. Still got bumper stickers, Brad? Yes, I got bumper stickers. Uh, wasted at gmail.com if you want one. So tell Brad, and we'll take care of it until next week. Bill's taking care of the oven. That's Brad. I'm Frank. And let's listen to some red, uh, blue, red, green, gold. Red, green, gold.
A backpack and pop star with a skater pass. Girls love it when I sing, but I love to rap. They got their eyes on this money like they wear a patch. I don't tell them that I'm broke, where's the fun in that? We at college playing shows, getting a ton of ass. Dudes say I make songs for the culo. Girls ask me what the hell they mad at you for. Same reason they was mad at Menudo. I get girls and rap nerds watch the Rudo. These girls are pretty fast, no kissing. Still can Magic Johnson if you only get some clicking. Music's a dream, no pension. Hearts back to work in here with no pension. What's up now? Hey, little Diddy, what's up now? Hey, what's up now? Hey, little Diddy, what's up now? Yeah. I know your friends ain't living in my home, but I'm making me a million and I'm paying what I owe. What's up now? To make a difference, hey, if you're wrong, long as you listen, flow coded in convenience store refreshments, head of my class, so I'm beating on a freshman, I use money, but I am not the next man, attracted to this metal like I'm trying to kill an X-Man, emo lyrics are feeding off depression, caused by the last decade of recession, school loans are starting to be a bitch, so I just quit school, now I'm starting to get rich, or die trying, turn into a giant, here to add value to this music that I'm buying. What's up now? Songs that I don't care about. Not concerned with your past or your whereabouts. Used to never claim that I rap, so I'ma try it out. Flow something new, beats borrowed. And I can guarantee a million fans follow. And now cast with rage against machines. Transform art to slave for companies. Homeboy green, been paving out a dream since I hang from trees and scrape my dungarees. You can't change the world from writing songs, but I have civil rights because of a microphone. And though a million ain't fitting in my home, I'm making me a million and I'm paying what I owe. What's up now? 